This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. to Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, Arthur Stone, and with me, as always, is your co-host, Andy Hart. Listeners, welcome to the show. (laughs) Welcome, brother. Welcome, brothers and sisters. Welcome, brothers and sisters, to the bunker where we've got another, Andy, we have got a hot, oh, sexy... This episode is erotic, aphrodisiac of a topic. Oh, I am titillated. Listeners, we're talking about spectrophilia today. That is sex with ghosts. Mm-hmm. That is astral penetration. And we're not just talking astral penetration. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> get folks, uh, before we get it started on this episode, make sure you get your astral glide because... <laughs> These ghosts are going to be coming hard and heavy. (laughs) We're talking all about the mm, uh, fetish slash phenomena known as spectrophilia. So and this encompasses a wide array of of things. There's there's actually some history to it and there's uh, celebrity gossip Mm -hmm. to it. And there's just a whole bunch of uh, let's, you know, right off the bat, this episode very much rated R. (laughs) And if you just can't wait, this isn't the one you want to play with the grandkids. <laughs> unless, no. unless you're a ghost. <laughs> Grandma and grandpa love gathering around the fire around the holidays and listening to a little Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast. <laughs> uh, listeners, if you just can't wait to get your pants off and get your dance off. Remember that show? And uh, and and listen to some hot spectrophilia action. You can skip ahead straight to the research by looking in the show notes uh, in whatever podcasting app you use. Um, you can skip right ahead. We always put the timestamp of when the research begins, so you can skip right ahead. But first, of course, as always, the titular Mr. Bunker captures Andy and I in a new and wacky way in a shoehorned gimmick that we like to talk about called... Right here at the top. <laughs> The intro at the top. <laughs> That's the theme. If you like pina coladas and getting abducted by Mr. Bunker. Uh, Andy, how, uh, how, how, how you doing? Hey, Art, I'm really friggin' good today. How yeah. are you? Hey, I'm doing pretty good, dude. Good, um, good. Happy to be back. Happy yeah, here in the nice bunker. It's nice to see you. It's nice to see you. Um, um. So what you want to hear about how I got captured? I would. I, I think I would love to hear about how you got captured. Okay. And I think a lot of other people would too. I think maybe even ten people. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that seems about right. That seems like plausible. Well, 
10 folks, let me slake your thirst here by pouring a big old glass of how I got captured this week. (laughs) Okay. Um, Art, uh, I am a well-known owner of an automobile. and That's true. I occasionally will go to parts of the city or other cities which require me to then park my automobile. And um, I mean, I just want to interject that you are a well-known automobile owner and just last week you had an issue with your car where you have some dog shit uh, stuck in the, uh, mm-hmm. you stepped in some dog poop and now you have it stuck mm-hmm. in both your accelerator and brake pads. Mm-hmm. And um, you well, were not lam- the pads, but the pedals, the pedals. Uh, you were lamenting about how you didn't know how you were going to get it out. Turns out you licked it all off. <laughs> that's, yes. That's what you did. <laughs> that's right. The turns out uh, the s- Suggestions we got from the listeners were that human saliva is the best thing to dissolve dog feces. So I put my mouth on the brake pedal and accelerator and licked them clean. But you also forgot to put the car in park, so you were driving. Yeah, I was, well, it was sort of just idling, and I was like walking along besides with my mouth on the pedals. Just kind of going back and forth, kind of giving your, your car a little foot job. Yeah, well, mouth job. I was blowing my car. (laughs) I'm sorry. Okay, so you sometimes have to park your car. And uh, today was no different. I was doing a little grocery shopping at a little store. Something you hate to do. Boy, do I ever. But you know what? I needed to hit the olive bar, and there's no better place to go for that than Mariano's. Olives are great. (laughs) Listeners, you don't know this, but Annie and I know this. We both connected on our love for olives. And when I hear about people who don't like olives, I just have to think, what is wrong with you? Amanda does not like olives. Neither does Hannah. Wow. Hmm. Another thing we connect on. Maybe we more should olives for us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now we're talking. Uh, so I went to the I went to Mariano's. You know, I pick up some bananas while I'm there too. Okay. For the family. Um, but if I'm going to the Mariano's, if I'm going to the Whole Foods, you know, I'm going to the Olive Bar. Flavortown Olive Bar. Oh, God. Uh, listeners, Guy Fieri dropped into the show. <laughs> Where did Guy come from? Uh, so at the Mariano's, they have uh, like a little parking structure connected to the store. And um, I go, I park in the garage there. I go in, I get my olives, um, uh, get some bananas, um, heading back out to the car. You know, you get down to the base and they got that little like, Thing where you you know the gate right you right get right. through. Um, I get to the gate. The gate's not opening. Oh boy! Right, it's one of these. It's one of these where it's like you don't have to pay to park there. Red flag number one. You know, you don't take a ticket. You don't. You don't like have to pay or anything. It's just it's a courtesy thing for the store. Okay, for people shopping there. So it's the gates there as like a traffic control device. So it you know once you drive up, it just lifts. The gate doesn't lift. I'm like. Red flag. Okay. Yeah, I mean, right. I probably should have just... But, you know, you get in that, like, stall right before... That, you wanted the some narrows. damn olives. And I already had the olives. Oh, that's right. All I had... I mean, how was I going to get out, though? Right. With I'm your sure, olives. I'm stuck now. Yeah. I mean, I could eat the olives in the car. I've God knows I've done it before. But uh, I wanted to go home. Right. The th- gate's not working. There's no attendant, you know? it's That's not the way it works. So I'm like... Hmm it out i'll look at it see if i can lift it yeah uh i get out can't be that heavy i get out of the car shimmy out of the car okay um i go up to the gate 
I'm looking at it. I'm I'm trying to lift it. It's not like lifting right away. I think well, okay. maybe it's got some kind of like locking mechanism on it. Um, maybe I'll have to like actually go back to the store and ask somebody. And so as I'm looking at this, um, all of a sudden two eyes catch me right in my pupils. I lock eyes with Mr. Bunker. Oh no! And as I lock eyes, I there is a pregnant pause. And I am held in suspense as I have this realization that it's Mr. Bunker. And as soon as I have the realization that it's Mr. Bunker, Ugh. the arm of the parking gate comes whacking down. Right oh, my, my God. He got you in the head again. Yeah, another head injury. He's targeting. Yeah. If he was in the NFL, he'd be banned. He'd be ejected. Well, unless you're Vontae's birth. Perfect. Perfect. Nobody's perfect. But Art, he whacks me right on the dome. I go out cold, colder than a chilled piece of fish from the Mariano's counter. Oh, my God. And he, I don't know what happened to my car. He dragged me in my unconscious state to the back, and he didn't bring my olives either. Wow. So That's rude. It's rude. Listen, I've been a bunker defender for a while, and Mm -hmm. some people have called me a bunker sympathist, but we won't name names. We won't name names. The four of you out there that are saying that. <laughs> That's just rude to not give you your olives. You also, paid for those. my car was still running. Oh, yeah, I mean. Stuck in that drive. I mean, who? <laughs> how did people get around it? Did somebody go and move it? Maybe. Maybe somebody just stole my car. <laughs> and I got another head injury. <laughs> are you know how many head injuries I have? Uh, quite a few. I don't remember my phone numbers. I, yeah. I mean, Andy, I. I would I'd like to take you to get a concussion test. I'll just sleep it off. <laughs> I'll probably feel better after. No, that. yeah, I think you're right. That's I'll what sleep, you're supposed I'll to sleep do. on the way home. That's right. You take a nap, you sleep it off, it'll be fine. You just yeah. got dinged. Yeah. It's just a nick. <laughs> yeah. Tough it up. But I <laughs> You know? <laughs> Andy, you're drooling. Wipe it up a little bit, please. Huh. <laughs> uh Wow, Andy, I Sorry. Thank you. I I appreciate your sympathy. Um you know what, Andy, I I, I can't uh, I can't believe that Mr. Bunker keeps trying to hurt you so much. I I feel like you guys were on a pretty good you had a pretty good relationship going on for a while there and now all of a sudden he's back to bashing you over the head. You know, I feel like, though, you give him a little too much credit. I think that... Um, okay. And here's what I mean when I say that. Okay. I think that um, you you don't appreciate the ways he tries to hurt you as much. I mean, even just last week, he sprayed hot dough all over your body. He baked me into a beignet. And then he deep fried you, yeah. which... I mean, it's the thought did, that he, counts. did he know that it wouldn't murder you? It hasn't so far. <laughs> he hasn't murdered us. He's very good at taking us to the to the right to the threshold yeah. and not crossing it. Yeah, he's he's a big f- proponent of edging, <laughs> murder edging. Yes, he plays with his food like a cat. <laughs> um, speaking of playing with your food, yes. So, 
you know, Andy, it's it's the summertime here, as we've said multiple times. Some, 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 summertime. Some, 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 summertime. Some, 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 summertime. Summertime. Wow. That was lovely. Thanks. Now, who sings that? I just did. You did that. You composed that. Yeah. That's an original me composition. Trademark. Uh... Listeners, it's uh, it's the summertime here, and 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 we're always in in Chicago. God, it gets humid. Boy, it is humid. It gets so muggy, is what we always called it. Muggy. Uh, a lot the, of a lot of saturated air. Yeah, the air is so thick it feels like it, it clings your shirt to your skin, and you feel like you're swimming when you're walking. Um, and on top of that, it's hot. And you're sweating, and it's not fun. So you're always looking for ways to beat the heat. And one and of the ways your meat. and beat the heat while beating your meat. And one of the best ways to do that is with a water balloon fight. Oh, that is a great way. Andy, you ever have a boyhood water balloon fight? <laughs> yeah, I had one just last week. <laughs> Where with you the had entire a... cast of boyhood. Yep. That's a... Beat me to it. <laughs> I was going to say, you had a fight while watching the movie Boyhood by Richard Linklater. Um... One of the best ways to beat the heat when you were a kid, good old-fashioned water balloon fight. Love a water balloon fight. Love. Or a water gun fight. Or a water gun fight. Get out your uh, super soaker. Super soaker filled with cat urine. <laughs> Show them who's boss. Oh, good God. <laughs> you collect all that cat urine. <laughs> I got a lot of jars of it. <laughs> and uh, so I was it's walking down the soups. street. <laughs> you don't have lemon juice. Good God. So much ammonia. Yeah. Just get ammonia. It's real tangy. Oh, no. Jeez. Um, Good meat tenderizer. Oh, God. I I bet some listeners are about to combine their ammonia and bleach so that they can stop listening to this. (laughs) Oh, boy. Um. Anyway, uh, one of the best ways to beat the heat, water balloon fight, and um, I was walking down the street, and I saw a little stand that said, free water balloon fight. Free water balloon fight? Free water balloon fight. At a fight. stand? At a stand. Oh, and I thought, oh, that's kind of fun. That's kind of fun. I wanted to test it out. I wanted to see how good my arm was, and, you know. You thought you were going to be, like, drilling children. I thought balloons. I was going to yeah. be pegging a few uh, pegging a few ones in the head. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I Maybe. <laughs> The context isn't clear to me yet. You know what I'm saying. I'm gonna. I'll, I'm. I think I know. Continue. I like to think that I would be stronger than a couple kids. So anyway, yeah. I grab a couple of these water balloons and I'm just like, okay, where's the fight? I'm getting ready to start the fight. Yeah. Nobody's here, and so I think, all right, fine. I'll walk into the yard, this person's yard, and we'll see. Maybe you're in there in the back. Maybe that's what. You're, maybe it's like an open concept kind of thing, like a yard sale. Open concept yard. Yeah. <laughs> You know, sometimes you see a There's yard a sale. Big hole in the side of the house. <laughs> no door. It's an open concept house. We don't have a roof. Um, so I walk into the back and I think, like, all right, let's get it on. I'm ready to party. Let's have water balloon party. Let's get it on. Where are you, kids? <laughs> oh, God. Come on, young teens. Or legal age teens. Whatever. Barely legal teens. Let's do it. I'm going to whip them at you. Uh, oh, dear. Whip out my balloons. Oh, boy. 
And I'm sitting there, I'm holding all these fucking water balloons in my arms, and I'm like, where, where is everybody? The backyard's just empty. There's a couple of bushes and some other, like, plant life and stuff around there. But there's nobody back there. I'm thinking, oh, geez, I missed the party. Mm-hmm. Classic me. Yeah. And I'm about to get ready to go when all of a sudden, he appears. <laughs> Up from one of the bushes comes Mr. Bunker. Was it mechanical like that? Yeah, sitting in a the cockpit of some kind of <laughs> catapult-like launcher. They, they, like like uh like the uh like the uh, like the battle station a gunner station on a B fifty two or or the Millennium Falcon, and he's and he can like control it with these like two little joysticks and he's like you know he's he's back and forth and then he targets me a laser pointer comes out and it's oh my God. right on my chest and you can hear it and it's like. And I'm thinking, oh, fuck. And all of a sudden, he just starts fucking pelting me with water balloons. And I'm just being like whipped back by the force of these water balloons. I'm just tumbling head over ass, head over feet. And all the water balloons are going everywhere. And I'm just being pummeled and pummeled by these balloons. And I'm trying to get into a cover position to cover my vital organs. And he's just shooting me directly in the ass. It hurts so the bad. The cheeks or the hole? The hole. Oh. Oh. You know, fool's on me That's for, the sensitive for taking a cat pose. <laughs> Why were you not wearing pants? I was wearing pants. Oh. I was wearing shorts. But it got right through. Oh, it didn't matter, hole. Andy. I had no... Pr- He's shooting them out of a catapult-type gun. Is it a catapult? It sounds more like a cannon. Or it was like, a cannon. It's a catapult. like Catapult-type cannon gun. Like, yeah, it was like, a, it was a cannon type gun. It's like a Gatling gun. A Gatling gun. Water and, balloons. And uh he just keeps pelting me and pelting me until finally he uh it subsides and he goes back down. He goes underneath, back into the bush, nowhere to be seen. I think, "Oh god, thank god it's over." Then he appears in the bush right in front of me cuz I had been I had been smacked back so far that I went on the other side of the yard and I was the only thing blocking me was the bush, and he pops out of that bush in a giant, uh, another cannon-like gunnery thing. And he shoots, and he get, captures me in a giant balloon. You, so this one was no water? No water, just a giant balloon, and he just carried me back. Wow. Balloon, excuse me. God he, God, he sounds like Dr. Robotnik. Yeah! Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe he's taking a page out of that Sonic movie that looks really good. That movie looks sexy. That, that's a hot looking movie. I mean, <laughs> I can't wait to see the rule 34. Yeah. About that. Speaking of rule 34, Andy, great segue. Uh, We've got a rule 34 uh, filled episode. Today. Yeah. And you started off this episode wet <laughs> from all the water balloons. And listeners, if you're dry, <laughs> get ready. You're not going to be by the end of this. episode. You're all going to be soaked. Because <laughs> we're talking today about spectrophilia, a.k.a. Go sex. The 
1990 box office smash hit, Ghost, centers around a young woman played by Demi Moore, the ghost of her murdered lover, Patrick Swayze, and a psychic, played by Whoopi Goldberg. It's a powerful film about romance, grief, and tragedy. It was nominated for several Academy Awards and even won Whoopi a Best Supporting Actress Oscar for her work in the film. But most importantly, it's about a steamy sex scene where Demi Moore fucks her dead ghost fiancé on a pottery wheel. Ow! <laughs> Indeed, listeners. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg wasn't the only Whoopi being made in that film. <laughs> and across the globe and throughout history, humans have, had, uh, have expressed an interest in fornicating with phantoms, sleeping with specters, and getting inside Casper's hot. <laughs> okay, okay, all right, okay. You promised, Mr. Bunker, that if we did this topic, you wouldn't get too weird. Okay, well. And you kick it off by talking me, about how sexy Casper the ghost is. They shouldn't have drawn him so sexy. <laughs> God. Oh, boy. Listeners, we're here to talk about the fetish of spectrophilia. And yes, listeners, it is actually how it sounds. Spectrophilia is the experience of intense sexual arousal to ghosts as well as the alleged sexual encounters between ghosts and humans. Believe it or not, spectrophilia has its seed spread throughout history and all over hotel beds across the world. (laughs) And Western folklore, the concept of the succubus or incubus, not the band, is a demon who takes the form of either a female or male respectively and then seduces humans for nefarious purposes. These succubi or incubi typically want to impregnate women using the sperm they collect from fornicating with humans. Succubus comes from the Latin succubare, which means to lie under. Uh, Medieval periods viewed these succubi as demons or devils who wished to create evil witches and sorcerers from their Unholy insemination. Oh, man. Unholy insemination sounds like a friggin' awesome metal band. (laughs) Yeah, it does, Andy. But that's not all. (laughs) Plenty of cultures throughout history have had similar folklore of of demonic creatures with a a thirst for human peens and vagines. Ooh, yeah. (laughs) Some parallels are the Arabian jinn, the Greek satyr, the Hindu behutz, the Samoan hatuaporo, and the Celtic dusi. Um, seems like all over the world, ancient cultures feared the thought of demonic chads coming to steal your girl. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Truly, the virgin human is no match for the chad demon. (laughs) But listeners, uh, we're not just here to talk about demons and devils sexing us up. What about ghosts? (laughs) (laughs) Well, an interesting bit of history and esoterica first. In certain regions of China, they follow a tradition of Minghun, or spirit marriage, a.k.a. ghost marriage. Simply, this is a marriage where one or both of the parties are deceased. These marriages can happen for a number of reasons. One reason would be if a couple was engaged, but one dies before they can be wed. In some traditions, if the man dies in a marriage, the woman can still choose to be wed to his deceased spirit. If the bride-to-be chooses to go through with being betrothed to the beyond then the groom would be represented with a white cockerel. Oh, also, 
she would then have to attend a strict funeral ritual, take a vow of celibacy, and immediately take up residence with the family of the groom. Wow, free room and board and no sex? Sounds like college, am I right, Andy? (laughs) 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 Yeah. uh... (laughs) Anyway... Another reason one might engage in the sacrament of specters is if an unmarried woman with no descendants happens to die. Well, then she's shit out of luck because she would have no one to worship her or care for her as part of a lineage. You see, uh, in many Chinese households, an altar is displayed with the spirit tablets of the, de- of the deceased and, and there's images of the gods. A married woman's tablet is always kept with her husband's tablet. And her natal family is prohibited from keeping an unmarried deceased daughter's spirit tablet in their home. Thus, marry off her ghost and she'll have plenty of sweet, sweet descendants to worship her tablet at their altar. Art, when I die, will you worship at my spirit tablet? Mm, uh... Art, please promise me I need to have people worshiping at my spirit tablet. Andy, I'll probably be busy, but yeah, fine. Oh, thank you, Art. Thank you ever so much. <laughs> oh, listeners, it's like I always say, you got to know who your worship at your spirit tablet or die friends are, and Art is one of them. You're welcome, Andy. Hmm. <laughs> so one other reason for ghost marriages is to continue the family line. If an unmarried family member dies... They can have a ghost marriage in order to secure some choice offspring and continue the family line. But that's not all. Listeners, occasionally a spirit will request a marriage from beyond the grave. Mm. That's right. Upon finding itself in the afterlife with no spouse, it will haunt its native family or the family of its betrothed. These ghost marriages have similar arrangements and rites to regular ceremonies, but with the bodies of the groom and bride replaced by effigies made in their likeness. Poltergeist practices aren't without their issues, though. In fact, in 2016, police in northwest China charged a man with murdering two women. The man planned to sell their corpses to families looking for suitable partners in ghost marriages. And this ain't the first occurrence either. Grave robbers in China have been digging up bones and bodies to sell for ghost marriages for ages. But what if you're not interested in something long term? Maybe you just want a little fling with a sexy Slimer Slam piece. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about sex with ghosts. <laughs> okay. Art, there are some horny, horny ghosts out there. <laughs> I love that game. But <laughs> horny, horny ghosts, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where you hit the uh-huh. the lever that's actually the ghost penis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over and over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you see who can spread the most spread pellets. the most white balls. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> spectral cum into the center of the game board. Oh, no. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, Art, uh, there are some horny, horny ghosts out there. That's right. What, why, just why do some ghosts decide to visit us from the afterlife and bump uglies? A lot of people who have experienced spectrophilia describe it as an intense pressure. They often describe the weight of the ghost's body on them in a long orgasmic experience that is different from a nocturnal emission. They also typically feel the ghostly appendages gripping and touching them all over. Oh boy. Many acts of spectrophilia come from window widows or widowers who want to be intimate again. Perhaps these ghosts are attempting to 
uh, reunite with their lovers. Or perhaps these ghosts are called upon? Indeed, there are sites that would allow one to summon a succubus for a booty call from beyond. But what if the ghosts come because they're scorned and persistent? What if they're horny, sex-crazed apparitions? According to paranormal researcher Gina Lanier, a woman in California was repeatedly contacted via cell phone by a ghost making obscene and sexually arousing phone calls. The woman states that she knew it was from the dead because this is the same person who used to call her when she was alive. Gina also recalls a man in China who was visited by a ghost every night for 16 years wanting sex with him. However, she writes at length about ghosts that will pursue you until they get what they want. Kissing, snuggling, foreplay, and forced astral penetration. Not all ghosts are as friendly as Casper. Or as hot. (laughs) Right. She even describes a story from a paranormal investigator she met in Florida who said ghosts frequently like to masturbate people in public or in cemeteries. The investigator said that a ghost publicly masturbates him twice daily. Then again, this was in Florida where I'm pretty sure public masturbation is how you hail a cab. Well, here in Chicago, it's how I get people not to sit next to me on the train. Oh, (laughs) Art. Come on. That's city living. That's a crime. Okay. So... So whether wanted or not, it looks like these incorporeal beings are insatiable for some sweet, sweet loving. But we can't just take the lay person's account of ghost sex. What about celebrities? Oh, yeah. The people that really matter. Star of CBS crime thriller Elementary, Kill Bill and Allie McBeal, actress Lucy Liu, described her sexual encounter with a ghost in 1999. She claimed something came down from somewhere and made love to her. She described it as, quote, blissful. Similarly, model and reality TV star Anna Nicole Smith famously had sex with and was married to the near-ghost billionaire J. Howard Marshall, but she was also visited by an actual ghost who had sex with her in 2004. According to Smith, the ghost would crawl up her leg and have sex with her, which she described as great. So she continued to let it happen for multiple nights. But ladies don't get to have all the fun. Paranormal believer turned paranormal lover Dan Aykroyd famously got a blowy from a ghost in the movie Ghostbusters. <laughs> but in real life, Aykroyd admit, admits that he felt an unseen presence in his bed at his Hollywood estate. It was of a male ghost. And, Ac- and according to Aykroyd, he recalled cuddling with it. Indeed, there was no ghost busting a nut that night, Andy. Well, all this ghost sex talk has me spent. But perhaps it's time we had the talk with the listeners. All right. Well, listeners, when a human and a ghost love each other very much, they... uh... (laughs) No, Art. No, no, no. I mean, the talk. Oh. What are some possible explanations for spectrophilia? You're our resident psychology major. So why don't we dive into how spectrophilia would manifest itself in someone? Well, that's right, Andy, and I'm glad you brought that up. As a psychology major in college, I have the authority to armchair diagnose anyone I see fit. Oh, congratulations. (laughs) Fetishes are sexual fixations on, well, anything. If Rule 34 of the Internet states if it exists, there's porn of it, then Rule 34 subsection 1 states there's also probably a fetish for it. Fetishes manif- uh, typically manifest during puberty, and the cause is not exactly concrete. One theory is classical conditioning. 
Much like Pavlov's dog, humans can be conditioned to be turned on by any object noise, or in this case, ghosts. Another theory is from young ages, we can be sexually imprinted with either quote-unquote correct or quote-unquote incorrect concepts of a sex object. So perhaps some spectrophilia cases are a result of sexual imprinting or conditioning. Perhaps you've conditioned yourself to become aroused during horror flicks, and that leads to your desire for ghostly copulation. Or perhaps from an early age, you were told that ghosts, ghouls, and ghasts were evil creatures that you must not fuck with. And later, that manifests itself as a sexual awakening where you do indeed want to fuck with those forbidden things. <laughs> Another clue in the spectrophilia phenomenon is the fact that it tends to happen right before falling asleep. Many sexual encounters with ghosts occur as the victim and or participant is entering a sleep paralysis or a transitional state between wakefulness and sleep that causes temporary inability to move. Many sufferers of sleep paralysis describe vivid hallucinations during the phenomenon, including the feeling of an intruder in the room, the sensation of floating, and the presence of an incubus. Could the, those experiencing phantom gasms actually be experiencing sleep paralysis mixed with a wet dream? You know, regardless of why this phenomenon happens, humans have always longed for a message from the other side. Maybe it's a message that's letting us know our loved ones are in a better place or that they're guiding us towards a righteous path. But perhaps, maybe, late at night, when the mood is right, these ghosts are trying to send us a different message. And it reads, DTF. Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast will be right back after this brief message. Hey, listeners, this is Andy here from the podcast. I'm here with my co-host, your co-host, Art. Hey, listeners, how you doing out there? Folks, this is not an ad. This is a thank you. Thank you for being a listener. We appreciate everyone who listens to the show, and um, it means a lot to us because, um, you know, we work hard to to provide you a great product. And if you're loving it, hey, share it with your friends. Maybe they'll love it, too. Thanks, listeners. We love you. Back to the show. Hello, listeners. Welcome back. That was our research, I guess, <laughs> into the world of uh, spectrophilia, a.k.a. ghost sex. Um, wow, Andy. This is a hot topic. <laughs> and you're not talking to store in the mall. No, and I'm not. Um... This is a this is a steamy bit of whoo, baby steamy bit um ghost sex Andy uh, right off the bat you ever uh, you heard any stories about this you ever heard of this you ever read anything about this um art I've obviously heard of it yeah um almost uh, anytime a ghost gets mentioned in a fun fun boy set um. That ghost Our, probably jerked one of us off. Yes, an improv team that uh, Andy and I are both on. Right. Uh, 
we have a we have a like Andy said a rule. <laughs> it's not really a rule. It's just like a fun thing. It's an unwritten rule. It's fun for us. If there's a ghost in a scene, you probably had sex with that ghost. <laughs> Somebody had sex with that ghost. And I think that's good that you brought that up because right off the bat, you know, we're not really trying to shame anybody if they feel that they actually had one of these experiences or you got something going on. Um, regardless, though, I, we're comedians and certain things are funny to us. Yeah. The idea of a ghost having sex with you is funny. It's very funny, I think. Yes. I mean, I, and, you know, it's like, I think that it's, let's talk about why it's funny. Right. Because it's not so much funny in that I think you're an idiot or whatever. I think it's just the absurdity of the whole thing. Yes. You have to admit that there is a level of absurdity because this is a paranormal phenomenon that, one, you know, people either believe or don't believe ghosts exist. So right off the bat, you know, you've got that. And two, we have uh, we have years of media and tropes thinking about ghosts. Um, we, you know, what we think ghosts look and feel like. So the idea of one like, you know, having sex with you is pretty funny. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like a and lot of sex in general is just a funny thing. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's one of those things where it's like sex is one of these like most intimate things. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like you and your partner. Uh, it's like it's a high. I'm going to say high tension kind of like thing. You know, like if there's you a lot do of, it with knives. It is, <laughs> which I do. Yeah. There's a lot of expectations, you know, with sex, I think. And so I think it's uh it's it's the kind of environment that's volatile where funny stuff can happen. Like and sex is just in general because we all have this idea of what it is and what it, it's going to be like, and it's it's much sillier than that. There's weird sounds and smells and uh, noises, and you you know, there's every comedian in the world probably has a bit about like famously Dane Cook. You know, has that bit where he he says, uh, "Oh, my dick feels like corn," you know, and <laughs> what? what he has that bit about where he says uh during sex one time he said uh that his dick felt like corn oh i see and he said the girl didn't miss a beat she said you know pop go ahead and pop that popcorn pussy baby <laughs> some weird dane cook bit i don't know oh he was trying to like talk sexy yeah and he said my dick feels like corn <laughs> okay i get it um i get jokes yeah and so uh you know anyway ghost sex is funny yeah i think it's i think it's because of that you know like any little thing that goes awry it's it's like this cathartic you know ability to laugh at it yeah uh you know and so to me i don't know if you sling as much poon as andy and i do (laughs) you know you got plenty of stories yeah we're like at a freaking uh we don't kiss and tell poon diner we're slinging poon poon diner welcome to poon diner (laughs) um yeah. Uh, Poon Diner, Poon Diner. Uh, we got a 10 4. Poon Diner. Is that my trucker name, Poon Diner? Oh, I was doing like a cop is doing a, a call sign. Oh. Something Niner, and it just sounds like Poon Diner. Poon Diner. Anyway. Okay. I guess. That's it. a good bit. This is a great bit. Um, it worked really well. <laughs> Andy, have you ever had a booty call from Beyond? I honestly can say, Art, that I have not. I have never had sex with a ghost. And you know what? I'll say this too, just more generally. I've never experienced a ghost 
Okay. I've never had any experience where I felt like I was in the presence of a spirit. Um, I am in the same boat as you. Now, I want to propose this to you, Andy. You're a married man. In fact, mm-hmm. both of us are family men. Uh, I'm in a long-term committed relationship where I'm happy. Uh, and you're in a long-term committed relationship where you're happy. Yeah. Uh, so true. If you have sex with a ghost, does it count as cheating? Um. Oh, boy. This is a tough question. Okay. Your partner comes up to you. And listeners, I want to relay this to you. Let us know. If you caught your partner, if your partner said, ghost sexed me up, does it count as cheating? Now, we relate. that Sometimes these ghosts, we don't condone this at all. And if you have any fucking ghosts out there listening, I'm telling you right now, no, like, don't, like, it's not cool to force yourself onto people, okay? No, ghost listeners. Ghosts. Just because you're undead, just because you're in the great beyond, it's not okay. We don't we don't condone it. Don't condone it. We don't want it to happen to anybody. Quit it. Um, now, if a ghost were to force yourself onto your partner, which is not okay, um, I don't think that counts as cheating. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think. I, yeah, I don't think so because you didn't. You didn't want that. You know. But what if it's a experience that you kind of let happen, kind of like the. Uh, uh, the Anna Nicole Smith. Uh, one thing that I left out in in the research was that she told her boyfriend about it, and the boyfriend yeah. was like, "Yeah, right." And she goes, "Ah, typical men." Her quote, not mine. Oh, I see. Um, so she was in a committed <laughs> relationship. She let the ghost sex her up. Cheating? Ah, uh, boy. This is like kind of the chicken or the egg question. It's like. You know, where does the cheating actually start? Does it start when you start thinking about it? Does it start when you actually do the physical act? Um, Art, I think that the Bible says that you've already committed adultery if you lust in your heart. I mean, just jerking off to pornography, is that cheating? Do you have lust in your heart? Bible says yes. How do we define lust? Um, I think it's the, it's the uh, desire to uh, have uh, a carnal experience with... Uh, another person um but you you are not married you live in sin so <laughs> kind of for you is immaterial i guess yeah i guess i'm ready to eat <laughs> oh man is it cheating ghost one again inside of your hot little fucking pious bod i don't know it's like you you probably don't know who the ghost is so it's kind of like it's kind of like you went to um you went to like a you went to like an ethereal glory hole, you know, because you have no idea who's on the other side, but yeah. all you know is you got yours Yeah, and you can go home as satisfied. <laughs> um, I guess, I guess I got to say no. Okay. I'm going to say it's not. Although I think if you, I think that if you look listeners, you know, this, you've heard us. Uh, Art and I practice the cuck method with our significant others. Consult your companion kindly. That's right. Um, we believe that uh, if if you're going to engage in any kind of activity like having sex with ghosts, you should cuck your partner first. That's right. Make sure that you cuck them and that they're okay with that. And then if they're okay, be you know, if they've been cucked by a ghost with your ghost sex, then you'd be fine. If you're in the clear. 
Yeah. I they give you a hall pass. Everybody has to make this decision with their partner. If you're thinking you want to go bang a ghost. That's right. Um, summon a succubus. Yeah. You got to you gotta cuck your partner first. You got to cuck them first. Um, consult them. Consult them kindly. Um, we should be open about our sexual desires. Wow. I don't want to have sex with a ghost, frankly. I don't either. What? Um, what? What evidence do we have that a ghost would even be good at sex other than these testimonies that people have long orgasms well, and Lucy Liu and Anna Nicole Smith saying it was blissful? And- I think that you can, uh, the ghost can kind of get in up in those crevices that uh, aren't <laughs> frequently attended to. And I got a lot of crevices, let me tell you. you lots, of, lots of extra skin. They'll get up in your butt and uh, hit that male prostate. They'll be milking the prostate and, uh, while also working the shaft and the balls at the same time. <laughs> it's And kissing you on the cheek. So it's like having two. Giving you a hickey on the neck. So it's like three or more people Scratching focused your on your undercarriage and the rest of your body all at the same time. Putting peanut butter and jelly on your feet and then sucking it off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think from an early age, that was one of the first experiences Here's a question. Wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, hang on. Okay. Relax. My first uh, introduction into the world of like that there are sexual fetishes, that people have fetishes. Yeah. I forget what program. It was probably Howard Stern, like on the E! channel, staying up late at night watching that. Uh, he, he like documented some dude who had a foot fetish. And this dude, I remember he would like go into public pools and like look at people's feet. Yeah. He would like swim underwater and look at feet and then... Him and his partner, he would put like peanut butter and jelly on her feet and then eat it off of her feet. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, people do that. There's your key demo for a goober grape <laughs> right there. Yeah, he doesn't have to stir. I mean, it's just perfect. Cut that guy's, cut that guy's grocery shopping in half. Well, just get at that guy. <laughs> Why you, Andy? What was your first? Did My you, first you have a first? No, like a first memory that like, oh, whoa, like. People can be turned on by like feet or, uh, yeah, autoerotic asphyxiation <laughs> or uh, yeah, I think I bondage. Think, yeah, I think it was bondage. Ghosts, like, like it was probably BDSM type stuff. Yeah, and it was um, probably when my family first got the internet. And yeah, know, the internet was a big one. I was a teenager, so you bet I was cruising for pornography occasionally. <laughs> Andy typed in Alta into Alta Vista, big boobs. <laughs> I want to see big boobs. Andy was, uh, you were British for a time. Naked ladies. <laughs> I want to see ladies with the knickers on the floor and teacups on the titties. Teacups on the teats. <laughs> As I like to call them, teat cups. <laughs> This is me, Michael Caine. Hello. I am Michael Caine. I have never had sex with a ghost. What I looking forward to having sex with the Batman. <laughs> He's like a ghost. He's like a cryptid. <laughs> I want to have sex with him. I don't want ghost sex. I only want cryptid sex. This is canon in the DC universe. <laughs> Um, so bondage for you. Yeah. I remember specifically it's like you hit one of those websites that's got yeah. all the links and stuff and you don't know exactly what you're going to get into. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll be honest. I as a child, child 
like a teenager in kindergarten. Te- teenager, <laughs> teenager. I was like unsettled by when you first discover it. You're like, whoa, whoa. whoa. I was like, do these people like this? Unless it like <laughs> is everybody okay with this? Yeah, <laughs> I think unless it like registers in your brain pretty early on, you're. I don't. I mean, I'm not an expert, but I don't think that it uh, will ever maybe register for you. Um, I used to work. Uh, I used to work at a large music festival, a large unnamed music festival. <laughs> and one time, uh, there was a there was a, someone I worked with who um, he uh, he ended up having a foot fetish that he revealed to us over the course of the uh, uh, days that I had to work with him. And he would just sit there, and then he, one day he like he would like look at all the people's feet as they were walking by and they'd be like, you guys like feet, right? And I was like, I mean, I don't dislike good looking feet, but I don't like ugly feet, but I'm not like into feet. <laughs> like, <laughs> and he's like, no, but you guys like like a girl with a really sexy pair of feet. Right. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to have like fucking horse hooves, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I was being like, <gasps> I was trying to like let this guy down, but then he just kept pushing it. And eventually he shows me his phone. His phone is full of pictures of women's feet. Just feet everywhere. This guy was full blown feet. I think you see foot fetish a lot. Um, Did he have permission to have those photos? I don't know. I did not ask. Mm. (laughs) I was, I did not want to continue on that conversation. So this guy's like a Rex Ryan type. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) I, and it got me thinking, Andy, that, uh, there's probably a a very sad, sad guy out there who is both attracted to feet and attracted to ghosts, and he can never jerk off to both at the same time because ghosts don't have feet. <laughs> Wait, why don't they have feet? They have little uh, ethereal tails. <laughs> He's just like, ah, one day. He's got this like Venn diagram of fetishes, and they will never match up. <laughs> just two separate circles. Yeah. Into ghosts, into feet, never the same. And he's... That's the only thing he wants in yeah. his whole life. Um, yeah, we were talking. I have vivid memories of like watching or like maybe hearing the word gimp and being like, oh, what's what's a gimp? Oh, yeah. And people are like, uh, you know how like, you know, older, like your your older brother or whoever is like the person who first introduces you to swear words and things you're not supposed to know when you're a little kid. But like. Whoever was the older person in that scenario was like, oh, it's someone with a limp, which is true, but yeah. it also has a double meaning. Yeah. <laughs> that I think I learned when watching Pulp Fiction. Like, oh, that's a gimp. <laughs> I also got, um, when I was younger, I was also put off by um, cuckold. I didn't know that was a thing for a long time. I mean, I didn't, it didn't really, it made me feel like, oh, this seems mean, but. Yeah. I mean, I get it now, right. but like at the time I was like, oh, why would they do that to these people? Yeah. <laughs> Seems aggressive. Um, and we're not trying to, you know, shit on anybody's fucking fun No, time. these are just early. I mean, you know. I get it now. Like, I understand. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that I have any of these, like, fetish. I don't think that I have a fetish. Yeah. Personally. Well, I could probably point out a couple in you. Okay, go ahead. You're probably into, like... Uh, Ohio State, some involving Ohio. Yeah, if I see if I see an anthropomorphic buckeye, I get yeah. a hard on super fast. What's his name? Brutus. Brutus. Yeah. Pr- if you see a Brutus with some, nice, I'll nut to that. Yeah, some yeah. big old boobies. Yeah, I think you'd be into it. Just like Jack. Like as hell. it's like that scene from American Beauty where uh, 
canceled Kevin Spacey is uh he's uh is imagining the cheerleader oh, opening boy. up her shirt. Yeah. yeah. And all the f- flowers. Yeah, I prefer if you draw this The so, Family Guy version? Yeah, I'd prefer if you do it so that it's not a an underage girl. I mean, I get what you're saying. It was a movie with Kevin Spacey. But try trying to turn me into some sort of no, that instead of a teenage girl, it's Brutus, the Buckeye. It's adult Brutus. And he's opening up his jer- his little rugby jersey. And just tons of Buckeye nuts just yeah, fly Buckeye out. Yeah, Buckeye nuts. Just shoot out like a cannon. I mean, am I wrong? No. Okay. That's, you're right. See? Let's talk a little bit about... I think this is interesting with this story that mm-hmm. I think people's religious upbringings can influence this a lot. Oh, sure. Now, Andy, I don't know about your oh, sorry uh, religious upbringing. I was you were raised Presbyterian, but now uh, I wasn't raised Catholic, but I was I was you know brought up through the Catholic school system, and famously, there's a lot of guilt involving sexuality with that doctrine. Sure, and obviously, a big one is is jerking off. Yeah. Basically, the you know the cornerstone of it is that you're probably going to go to hell. Yeah, it's bad. You can't get to heaven with your hands full of penis. <laughs> can't climb that ladder to heaven with your hands full of penis. That is the, the ladder, uh, like I, a Mario I, Donkey I, Kong style I, ladder. I, I believe that that is a Mormon uh, piece of propaganda. Oh. That was, you can't open the pearly gates if your hands are full of uh, pearly it's white. The color. ladder, the ladder to heaven. You can't climb it mm. uh, with your hands full of penis. Now, uh, where was I going to go with that? So religious upbringing. Now, as a young, you're hitting that age, that puberty age. This definitely, for me personally, I was very influenced by this. I was I was fearful that I was going to be uh, punished. Uh, you know, any sort of all that kind of sexual stuff was very like, um, that's not okay. You shouldn't do that. Um, you know, nothing about ghosts, but I think that, you know, this can relate, you know, did, yeah. for the Presbyterian upbringing, Andy, was that as, uh, was that as, uh, I guess judgmental as the Catholic upbringing? Uh, I, I don't think it's as on the nose as the Catholic upbringing. Right. You know, it's kind of like that thing about where it's like, you know, there's, I, I came from a small town too, so it's like traditional Right, so values. traditional values are like what holds sway. So I, you know, it wasn't so much. There's not as much like direct yeah. guilt. You didn't want it. your parents going to the local, you know, the the little general store that's on Main Street, and everyone's talking about how their boy is the uh, the local masturbator. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to have my picture up at the convenience stores. <laughs> Do not handle currency from this. <laughs> because <laughs> it's undoubtedly covered in DNA. But that kind of influenced you yeah, in a way. I think that I was um, like, I was cautious. Like, yeah, like I, I wouldn't say that I had so much guilt about it, but it, it's like, you do have that thing of like, you know, they, they talk about it as being like a, not a right thing to do, but right. I don't think it's, it's as much of a, a focal point, you know, like sexual stuff is like a, I, I to me, as an outside observer, like a focal point for Catholic kids. Yeah, the the it wasn't until later in high school where I actually heard it 
explained to me for the first time, which was that it the idea is that uh, it's it's kind of like like you said, like lust. It it is you are wasting seed. Yeah. Or maybe this. No, this was in college. I didn't have it explained to me until college. So I took a course on Christian marriage because it was an easy. Uh, it was an easy course. <laughs> Because I was okay. actually interested. Thank you in for it. that confession. Uh, I absolve you of this sin. Thank you, Andy. That uh, by masturbating, you are you are wasting seed that could be used to, like, uh, impregnate your wife and start a family. This is life. This is like you are wasting. It's the same argument that goes into abortion: is that you are uh, you're killing life, potential life. Um. And that's why they tell you not to jerk off. Yeah. Have you ever seen Monty Python's The Meaning of Life? I actually haven't. Hmm. There's a song in there uh, called Every Sperm is Sacred. There you go. Every sperm is sacred. Every sperm is good. Every sperm is needed in your neighborhood. Wow. That's lovely. Mine is it though because it uh, glows. Um, Mine's immaterial because <laughs> I'm sterile. I don't have any sperm. I got them. They so just... You could have sex with a ghost all day long or a succubus, and they're getting nothing out of you. Yeah, you're 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 taken from them. Uh, jokes on you, succubus. <laughs> you suck. But I think that this religion aspect to it plays into the spectrophilia because. Um, you know, it's the Occam's razor thing. Is this, did you really have sex with a ghost or did you have a perfectly natural sexy dream and you feel morally guilty about it due to your upbringing? Sort of this uh, this guiltless absolution, right? Like, oh, oh, I didn't, uh, I didn't have unpure thoughts. A ghost sexed me. Yeah. A, a, I'm visited by this ghost yeah. who, or this demon, this devil, this succubus visits me. Yeah. And I can't, uh, nothing I can do about it. Local priest. Uh, she just keeps flipping. Religion is funny, right? You know, she keeps putting stuff in my ass. I say, Hey, I'm not in. I mean, you know what? <laughs> Religion is funny, right? Because you, the whole basis of it is based on a woman being sexed up by a ghost. It's <laughs> <laughs> Lucy Lou said that she said that in her interview she said this is what Mary must have felt like wow she said that she that's, brought up religion it's not that's what kind of got me thinking about this a lot yeah but isn't religion funny you're not allowed to touch yourself for pleasure right but a demon could could rape you and that's yeah, yeah. the church is like yeah that could happen <laughs> Shit out of luck and that happens. But don't touch your own dick. <laughs> or your vagina. Or your vagina. How you know? Have you got jury still out on how one how that thing works, right? Don't touch it. <laughs> what are you looking at? Justin. The waveform? No. I'm fine. Oh, okay. It was Justin. Oh. What? Link. Oh. Um shout out to Justin Link. Uh noted um <laughs> he has sex with ghosts. <laughs> Yeah, he does. Actually, um, Justin Link noted, uh, friend of the show, uh, noted sleep paralysis. Sufferer. Sufferer. Another very interesting take. And to be honest, Occam's Razor, when you read about the symptoms of sleep paralysis, 
Kind of sounds like you had a wet dream and a sleep paralysis, and you put the two together, you get ghost sex. Now there's a sexy Venn diagram. There's, oh boy. I, I have to be honest. I think that probably sleep paralysis accounts for like a lot of things that people experience. Yeah. Because you're you're in a state of uh, of altered consciousness in a way because your mind is filling in gaps, mm-hmm. you know? You can't move. Can't move. You're you're in your Twix wake and sleep, you know? You're in between. Yeah, you're like, it's, yeah. I don't really suffer from it myself, but from everything I've read, it's like, and you literally feel like there's an intruder in the room. Right. People have described feeling floating in the air. Uh, You see an old hag, which is very hot. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And the feeling of an incubus. It's literally there on the Wikipedia page. Yeah. And, you know, it's like people people who've experienced spectrophilia, uh, they describe the weight. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, of course it's going to feel like there's a weight. You can't move. Right. Um. But everything else we know about ghosts is that ghosts don't have any weight, right? Right. Ghosts can can produce an energy force, but we shouldn't think that they would be able to 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 produce weight uh, just naturally. There'd have to be some sort of uh, like electrical sort of sensation that you're actually feeling. You know what right, I mean? Right, right, right. I mean, maybe that's how you interpret it is that it's a, like it feels like a weight, but you get what yeah. I'm saying. Um, and I want I want to read something because I do want to talk about other expl- explanations. I want to mm-hmm. talk about this is a post on Reddit on the r sex r slash sex subreddit. I'm not going to give out their name, but you just did r slash sex. No, the the, the username. User. I'm not giving oh. the username. The post writes: I realize the title might sound. Uh, the post is how to deal with shame, Philia shame. I realize the title might sound bad, but let me explain. Growing up, I was abused physically and emotionally by people surrounding my mother, but never directly from her, which resulted in serious rebellious tendency to my mother and her beliefs, who was heavily Catholic. This and my extremely early exposure to horror movies, I believe, led to my spectrophilia. Now, the user writes specifically demonic spectrophilia, so succubuses, and uh, teratophilia. On top of this, when I was two and a half years old, uh, an abusive relationship where my, oh, no, not two and a half. On top of this, I was in a two and a half year abusive relationship where my partner demanded I do sexual acts while she was sleeping or pretending to sleep. And that was my first sexual encounter. And I picked up an attraction to sleeping people. Even though it's a desire based on consent beforehand, uh, I still feel gross when I think about my attraction to sleeping people. All three of these attractions together have given me serious anxiety about my future sexual interaction or even talking to my partner about sex at all. Uh, and then they ask, you know, like, is anyone else feeling similar feelings? Now, I think this is important to bring up because it kind of shows a little bit of the psychology behind this and that, you know, right. there. I don't necessarily think, you know, you should feel ashamed of that. Fantasy and desire are two different things and as long as you truly have no intention of hurting people however on the other hand you hear this with cases like um famously the cannibal cop uh case which was uh this guy in a new jersey it's a topic we might cover one day uh he had uh, a sexual fantasy about cutting up his wife 
cooking her in the oven and eating her body. It's a sexual fantasy he had. Never had any desire to do it. He, uh, he talked about it online with other people on forums about doing this. It's a gray area, right? Like, you're sexually yeah. attracted to people who are sleeping. Like, you're kind of getting into the this gray area of stuff where I think you have to employ the cuck method. Literally. <laughs> I mean, you have to... You have to get consent for stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know how a sleeping person consents. Well, I, you know, I you know, think unless you, you kind of get into this role play world, right? Yeah, right. But and then you have this sort of cannibal cop uh, thing where it's like, I mean, where's the line? He's talking mm-hmm. about it. He never did it. Yeah, I think there's some stuff about in it where he like talks about going to buy the supplies. He he describes in great detail to yeah. other people about the ways he'll do it. Yeah. What parts of her he'll use to cook what meals. Well, some some people, they do get real deep into the fantasy of it. Right. You know, they go to that like there's there's, you know, some sort of a release or something from right. like visualizing even the minutiae of it, that it's not just the act itself. Like some people are are satisfied by the the preparation and the aftermath. And, you know. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think maybe if you're worried about some of these desires, and I think if these desires are coming from a, a place of abuse where in this poster's, um, according to this poster, it seems like, mm-hmm. or, you know, OP, it seems like it comes from a place of abuse. They say they use the word abuse multiple times. So yeah. I would think in that case, you know, I would think probably seek um, some mental health help from a therapist. Yeah. You know. Um, it doesn't seem like that's coming from a healthy place that you're in a healthy relationship where uh, two consenting parties where this is okay. I think no matter what you have to, you should probably try to understand why you feel a way that you feel like, why do you have this desire? And it seems like this, like OP in this story, hundred percent knows and is aware. Yeah. The, the, they have their gut instinct, right? That something's not, maybe totally right here. Right. And it's like, I think you just like, yeah, get a, go get professional help and someone can help you evaluate whether or not you're having this good thought or, you know, even how to like do it safely. Yeah. I mean, but there is sort of a societal gray area where it's like, yeah, I mean, where, you know, Mm mm-hmm. In the uh, the cannibal guy example, it's like the wife was completely unaware of this desire. Right. And then so they find this stuff and they're like, what the fuck? You know, and yeah, led to some some unfortunate stuff for him. Well, it's like, what if uh, he had brought it up? What if he had cucked her uh, like we suggest? Yeah. And, and I mean, she goes, yeah, I'm into it. Here we go again with, you know, the marriage. Like he still stuff. he can't do it. He can't go through with it. Till death, till death do us part. You know, you gotta. I mean, you really gotta learn a lot about your partner. Yeah, you know, your wife needs to know that you're sexually attracted to Brutus the Buckeye. Yeah, <laughs> she knows. Believe me, <laughs> she is too. We have a costume at home. You're both uh, fiends. We're both nuts. Yeah, both For Buckeye nuts. Buckeyes. Um, and Amanda makes a great Buckeye. Yeah, she does. And an even better ham loaf. Wow, Whew, baby. 
Uh, now there, talk about a sexual desire. You're nuts about those ham hooks. Oh, baby. <laughs> You'd be clapping those cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's tasty. Um, all right, Andy. Let's, uh, you know, I just think, you know, it's important to talk about that. Because we're not trying to sit here and shit on people, but at the no. same time, you should know, like, you should practice cooking you should employ it in from a safe perspective yeah. like we said i think that you just have to be honest with your partners and yeah you should be upfront about what you like and what you don't like and uh you and know if they're into something that's a deal breaker for you you know you got to be clear about it yeah i like you know there's here take this one autoerotic asphyxiation it's dangerous yeah it's not safe i i know people who passed away from it yeah it's, I mean, not personally, but I know, well, I mean, I don't want to get into it. I don't want to like okay. out anything, but like connected through people. I know people. Yeah. You like, know, people. in a real life sense, I didn't just read about it. And the like, I heard about it like, oh, you know, anyway, I know <laughs> you're friends with David Carradine. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> but there's, you know, it's dangerous, but it's still. Where's the, you know, where's the line with that one? Yeah. I mean, you, you, bestiality. It's dangerous too. That's not, a, you know what? I kind of draw the line with that one. I mean, don't have sex with animals. You know, I, I agree with you because, um, an animal can't say yes. <laughs> That's true. Peter would, uh, I just, I would agree. I mean, I just, I don't feel like I it's... think a lot of our hardcore vegetarian listeners, would also agree. That's right. Or I think vegan listeners. Um, well, I mean, I don't know. There's just something. There's something about it to me where it's like you're taking advantage of that animal. Yeah, you know, it's like that animal can't. That animal's not desirous for that. Right. I mean, who knows? Maybe they are. I mean, you know, maybe we talked about horny talk, little fuckers. Talked about in our human evolution that you can, you know, we mentioned it here: sexual imprinting. The species that surrounds you when you are forming these ideas of sexuality as an adolescent. You know, if you have a... People talk about uh, the joke about people from Wales is that they're sheep fuckers. Yeah. Hey, if you're out there and you live in Wales and you're listening to this podcast, I didn't come up with that. You know, ikafee. That means yuck in Welsh. Oh. I I learned some Welsh from Michael Sheen. I didn't realize you knew Welsh. Oh, yeah. Um, but you well, know, this that's is the, a rare bit. That's the joke. What? What? This is a rare bit. What do you mean it's a rare bit? Yeah. Welsh rare bit. Jesus. Anybody, uh, let's, uh, but, uh, you know, it's just interesting to talk about some of these taboo subjects. Yeah. And, um, let's shine a light on the taboo. Yeah. Andy, who's the sexiest ghost of all time? <laughs> wow. <laughs> What a what a great question and jarring segue. <laughs> um Oh boy. Sexiest, sexiest ghost, ghost of all time. time. And I assume this is like media representations of ghosts as well. Is it Casper? <laughs> Say it's Casper. Um yeah, media representations, real life representations. 
Um, who's on your ghost more? <sighs> Top ghosts that you want to fuck. Um, man, oh man, Slimer. <laughs> you know, slam Slimer. No, no, no. We know Slimer can eat. <laughs> yeah, he'll he'll eat that ass. Yeah, he'll eat ass. I mean, Patrick Swayze's got to be up there, right? Patrick Swayze's got to be almost number one. That's for a, a hunky, lot hunky of ghost. Oh yeah, that ghost can dance. Ghost can make pottery. Um, I'm having a hard time thinking of ghosts. Yeah, me too. Casper. 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 Yeah, you can't think of anything other Casper, than Casper. Slimer, Patrick Swayze. Uh, I hate to say it, but Bill Cosby. What? Ghost Dad. Oh, is that a movie? Yeah. I've never seen it. Bill Cosby and Ghost Dad. Um, I guess there's Casper's two friends. From the from the animated show, oh, and like too stinky and uh, or even in the, they were in the movie too. Mm, Bruce Willis, <gasps> Bruce Willis. Spoiler alert! In the Sixth Sense, yeah. Hey, if I've one. seen it, a lot of dude ghosts. Yeah, huh? Danny Phantom. That's underage. <laughs> you probably didn't watch that cartoon. <laughs> Is that a cartoon? Yeah. Uh, made by Butch Hartman of uh, Fairly Odd Parents fame. Um. Booberry from the <gasps> cereal. Oh, that's my number one. I want to fuck Booberry. <laughs> Gotta get free cereal. Yeah, it's not a not a bad looking ghost. No, listeners, let us know what your sexiest ghost of all time is. Use the hashtag. That's one hot ghost. Use the hashtag. That's one hot ghost, and let us know who the ghost. sexiest ghost you think is. <laughs> uh, cool. Um, so Andy, uh, what, you know, we talked about if we would fuck a ghost, if given the opportunity, we talked about the sexiest ghost of all time. These ghosts are known to publicly masturbate people. Andy, do you have any good public masturbation stories? (laughs) No, absolutely not. I've never masturbated. No, me either. Uh, and I wouldn't. Yeah, no, uh, very gross. Um, you've never seen it living in the city? Um, I actually haven't ever. Um, I think I have. I've never, I've never seen. I mean, to my knowledge, I've never seen somebody masturbate. There's a guy on the train who I've seen a few times who uh, likes to keep his hands down his pants. I don't think he does anything. He just keeps them down his pants, um, which I get because you know, putting your hand down your pants is a very comfortable position. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Right, right at the belt line where your yeah. where your underwear's at, the waist. Oof. Um, uh, I saw a person on the train once who, for sure, like had his hands down in his pants during the train ride, but I don't, I don't think he was doing anything other than scratching. Yeah, you know, you'd hope that the advent of better security cameras on these trains got rid of a lot of the exhibitionism. That I think uh, used to be a trope of public transit, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I would hope so. It's pretty disgusting. Oh, it's very disgusting. I know a lot of uh, female friends that I've had over the years who would say they all have a story. Yeah. But these were also before they installed better cameras on the trains. So I would hope that once the trains got better cameras, that a lot of those stories uh, stopped. I... 
I know a lot of people that it's happened to, and some of them are like relatively recently. It's pretty disgusting. Wait, you know? didn't it? Uh, didn't it happen to your wife? Yeah, but I don't know how much she wants me to talk about. Oh it. yeah, okay. <laughs> We don't have to bring that up. That's fine. We can cut that. <laughs> um, Hamlet was a ghost. Yeah, Hamlet was a ghost. Is that a sexy ghost? Hey, Hamlet wasn't a ghost. Wait. His father was. Oh, yeah. There were ghosts in Hamlet. Yeah, his dad was a ghost. Hamlet's father. Is that a sexy ghost? Is that one on your, is that one on your list? Oh, I got my Mount Rushmore. How about Blinky, Pinky, Inky, and Clyde from Pac-Man? <laughs> There's my Sexy ghost Mount Rushmore. <laughs> There's my Rushmore. In your Pac-Man, you just want to gobble them up. <laughs> wow. Um, great answer. Great, great answer. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I think, you know, Andy, is there anything else you want to cover with Spectrophilia? Was there any talking points that you want to bring up related to the research? Or uh, we still got we still got some some treats later on, but uh got some we got a fun segment to bring up later on, but uh <laughs> okay. is there anything else related to the research that you wanna kinda wanna talk about? Ah, no. I mean, I think I think we kind of covered it, right? Like, yeah. I mean, you know, there's a the big influence of religion. You know, I, I think a lot of it is, you know, especially with the China angle, like some of the ghost marriage in China, it's like that's very much a like a thing outside of like an actual experience. Oh, yeah. It's just it's just a cultural thing. It's adjacent. Yeah. It's like it's like they're not there's not even any those don't even have like experience stories. It's just like, you know. Yeah, but it's this idea. It's funny. That they're, it's like yeah. it's like fiat currency in a way, where it's like these things are only worth what people put onto them. I don't know. It's very that's very interesting to me. But I mean, you know, right? Is there really a ghost? Yeah, is there a real ghost? I mean, you know, did 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 one of your family members get deathly ill because the son is unmarried in the afterlife, or did they just get deathly ill? Yeah, because of your lack of healthcare. <laughs> oh wow. It's all uh, political arty over here. Oh, I mean, just in general, it doesn't have to do with. I'll join your political arty. <laughs> I want more ghost sex. That's my platform. <laughs> and you can't even see that platform. More sexy ghosts. Um, sexy ghosts. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of times it seems like these ghosts have unfinished business. You know, and here's the other thing: is like, <laughs> but yeah, we don't even know if they finish. <laughs> At all. They'll make you finish. <laughs> yeah. Very sad, though, to think about a widower or a widow who they just want to be with their lover one last time, be intimate, and this idea that they've, their ghostly form visits them. Uh, There's a solution for that. What's that? It's a dildo that contains the ashes <laughs> of your cremated uh, oh, spouse God, or that's real, isn't it? Yeah, that's real. <laughs> Oh no! You can get a flashlight made of your <laughs> to the wife's exact ashes. exact specifications. They'll pour a mold. Oh, good God! No, I don't know about that. Um, that's sad though. It's kind of a sad topic. Yeah, I suppose so. You're hardened. Yeah, you're hard. I'm rock hard. This all this the episode. blood, 
All the blood went from Andy's head to his This episode is doing it for me. Yeah. All right. Well, I thought about those Pac-Man ghosts. Yeah, let's let's get to your verdict here, you little fucking horn dog. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? What what's your verdict on spectrophilia, huh? How plausible is that? I'm gonna tell you, case closed. Woo! I'm coming in hot. I don't believe in ghosts. Yeah, you you're not a fan of ghosts and even less of a fan of their uh hanky panky. I think that ghosts in general are other phenomenon that we're experiencing. It's, you know, we always talk about this, our lack of ability to perceive absolutely everything around us all the time. So I think that ghosts are a product of that. It's some stuff that you're picking up and you're not quite getting it all. Uh, and this is probably the same thing. It's your your brain's doing these gymnastics to make sense of a, a weird situation you're having. And you're you're thinking it's a ghost. But in reality, it's probably just... Two natural phenomenon. You had a wet dream. You are also paralyzed. Yeah. Yeah. No surprise here. Uh, I'm also with you. Any case closed. And if I had to pick, it's most likely also the uh, sleep paralysis explanation. A lot of these uh, cases happen where the person's asleep. Sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. Um. You're looking for an explanation of for why, you know, you're standing out in the middle of nowhere and suddenly you cream your pants. I, I mean, maybe you just creamed your pants. Some people have that problem. That's a medical thing. Yeah. You can just ejaculate. You can have an orgasm without right. any stimulation. Nothing wrong with it. If it is ruining your day and ruining others' days, then see a doctor. you got to see a doctor about it. doesn't have to be a ghost. <laughs> doesn't have to be a ghost doctor. No, don't go to a ghost doctor. Um... Anyway, so that was our verdict on spectrophilia. Uh, listeners, let us know what you think. Did we get it wrong? Did we get it right? Use the hashtag. Mm. Spect. Spect script. Spect. <laughs> the spect. Spectrophilia. What about this one? Vagina specter. <laughs> no. What's that in reference to? Just like a vagina like, inspector? No, vagina specter. Is it like a name? Like a specter. Like Sounds a like a ghost. ghost Bond villain. Like a ghost. Oh. It's like Regina Specter. Oh, Regina Specter? What a pull. <laughs> what a pull from Andy Hart. <laughs> Indie Darling from 2000. Didn't expect that, uh, did you? Like 2006. Didn't even know I knew that name, did you? Regina Specter. Wow. Vagina Specter in this case. <laughs> Cause it breaks Andy's boner, owner, 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 owner. It breaks his boner. Do you remember that time where we had sex with ghosts? <laughs> so sweet and juicy. You don't know that song? No. Uh, what's the title? I, I think it's Do You Remember That Time? Actually, kind of. A, anyway. Hashtag. Uh, uh, Vagina, vagina specter. Vagina. I'm not going to write the word vagina in the show notes. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'll write vagina. Okay, vagina specter. Send us your thoughts on this episode. <laughs> we can't wait to hear them. <laughs> um, Andy, correct me if I'm wrong. Is it time for a new segment? I sure. 
I will correct you. Are you... I'm... Are you ready? Yeah. I'm ready. Because, listeners, we got a little treat for you. Um, beloved character on the show and piece of show lore, Barn Owl is going to be in the bunker and he's going to introduce this new segment. So let's go get him real quick. Here's Barn Owl. Hello, everybody. It's me, Barn Owl. Andy, how are you doing? <laughs> Hi, Barn. I'm fine. It's so good to see you. How are you? you? Andy, let me tell you, when uh, both of you told me about your episode on spectrophilia ghost sex, I got incredibly interested and aroused. <laughs> oh, cool. As you know, Andy, I have been on the hunt for the Flatwoods monster. I know. And I cannot wait to find the Flatwoods monster and make it my wife. Yes, you've been very upfront about that. Flatwoods monster with its supple curbs. Curbs. And I- its curb for enthusiasm. <laughs> I am uninterested in ghost sex. Uninterested in it? I am uninterested. I am only interested in sex with the Flatwoods monster. Oh, okay. Now, if the Flatwoods monster were to die, which I hope that she hasn't, or he, I don't know, but I hope that she hasn't, (laughs) because in Barnow's eyes, the Flatwoods monster is a woman. (laughs) What if the Flatwoods monster is, you know, sexless or Not when it meets me. (laughs) Okay. Because the Flatwoods monster and I were meant for each other. Right. Anyway, if the ghost of the Flatwoods monster were to come to me in the night yes. and sex me up, I would be very aroused and very into it. Right. But I'm here to introduce a new segment called Erotic Fan Fiction. And I hear that you have a little piece worked up that you're going to read. Um. Well, actually, um, I... I don't have a piece, but um, you don't have a piece. My, my one of my friends, oh, who is an author. You, that's right. You have a piece from one of your friends who's an author. Um, his name is Hung Steinpecker. Hung Steinpecker. I've heard of the work. Famous uh, erotic novelist. That's right. Um, I've been writing him letters to the editor to write about the Flatwoods Monster. He's here in the bunker. He he's lives, here in the bunker. Right he now. lives here now. Oh my goodness. Um, well, let's go get him. Let's yeah. Let's hold on. Let's put him on the air. Here's Hung Steinpecker reading a new piece. Hello. This is Hung Steinpecker. There can be no argument. The History Channel is the best TV network in existence. And the jewel in the crown of the History Channel is the show Pawn Stars. I have seen every episode of Pawn Stars and recently visited the gold and silver pawn shop in Las Vegas. This next excerpt from my novel, Eats Out Eden, is inspired by the experience. Without further ado. So what do you have here? Asked Rick Harrison to the man who just walked into the world-famous gold and silver pawn shop in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's Joe Paterno's jersey from when he played at Brown University. It's signed by Joe Paterno and Gary Sandusky, said Rich Fulcrum looking to sell his memorabilia. That's going to be tough to move, said Corey Harrison, Rick Harrison's son, also known around the shop as Big Hoss. True enough, Hoss, but boy do I love memorabilia from Brown University, and it flies off the shelves. Nobody can get enough Brown University, exclaimed Rick Harrison. You got a point there, Rick, said Richard Benjamin Harrison Jr., also known around the shop as the old man, as he wheeled his wheelchair up to the counter. 
We had a Lisa Loeb signed album in here last week, and it was purchased the same day by a fellow Brown alum. Still, Joe Paterno and Jerry Sandusky aren't going to fly off the shelves, Corey Big Hoss Harrison reminded the team. Well, I'm desperate to get rid of this jersey. I need money and fast, said Rich Fulcrum. Desperate, eh? The old man winked and licked his lips. Before he knew it, the Pawn Stars had disrobed to reveal their slightly larger-than-average seven-inch penises, which were all rock-hard, veiny, and as red as the rising sun on the Japanese flag. We can make a deal, said Rick Harrison, if you can agree to have sex with each of us in our butts, right here, right now. Well, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, am I right? Rich asked as History Channel cameras swarmed him and he began taking off his clothes and squirting copious amounts of KY jelly onto the Pawn Stars' bodies. Thank you. Wow. Incredible. A Hung Steinpecker original heard right here on Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. Um, anyway, I've got to go hunt the Flatwoods Monster. Thanks again, Hung. Steinbegger. It was a pleasure meeting you, Barn Owl. Let's go bring Andy and Art back. Okay. Okay. Wow. Wow. Incredible. Wow. Hug Steinpecker and Barn Owl. An exclusive. Wow. An exclusive here on the show. Yeah, I can't believe uh, we got a, uh, a Hung Steinpecker original. That's right. They're in high demand. Um, a great erratic novelist um well listeners that was a new segment called erotic fan fiction um and i think andy that that wraps up this episode what do you think i think so it's case closed yeah on this episode are you ready to get out of here is there anything else you want to say about spectrophilia aka ghost sex hey if you're into spectrophilia if it turns you on hey whatever that's your thing Right. Even if Art and I don't believe in ghosts, that doesn't mean that you can't get off from it. That's right. Stay safe out there, listeners. Practice. Smart sex. <laughs> anyway, for the titular Mr. Bunker and for my golden oh. co-host, Andy Hart, I'm Arthur Stone saying, that was the whole enchilada. Yummy. I'm Allison Holland host of the Kennedy Dynasty podcast. Equipped with a microphone and a long-term fascination of the Kennedy family, I am joined by an incredible cast of experts, friends, and guests to take you on a fun, relaxed, yet informative journey through history and pop culture. From book references to fashion to philanthropy to our modern expectations of the presidency itself, you'll see that there is so much more to Kennedy than just JFK or conspiracy theories. Join me for the Kennedy Dynasty podcast.